This is episode 117 of the Rising Man podcast with Roberto Hartman. The fears we don't face become our limits. Blessings and good rising to you, family. Jetty Azuma here, bringing you another amazing installment of the Rising Man podcast. If we're meeting for the first time, let me introduce myself. I'm the host of this podcast and the founder of the Rising Man movement. Our mission here is to initiate an entire generation of men, period. We believe this is how we as men are going to make our greatest impact on the future of humanity. And none of it is possible without this community. None of it is possible without creating and redefining a new culture for ourselves. So before we start this conversation today, I want to invite you to step in and become a greater part of this Rising Man family. Whether this is the 100th episode or the first episode you've been listening to. All of our content, events, and information for Rising Man and everything Rising Man related is currently at risingman.org. So please go check that out right now. If you're a man without a men's circle, then wait no longer. Get involved right away. Join our Rising Man Fire Circle and get access to your own men's team, monthly training sessions with me, guest presenters, and so much more. If you're looking for men's initiations, gatherings, and trainings to prepare you to be the man you've always wanted to be, and check out all of our offerings over at risingman.org. Okay, our guest for today is Roberto Hartman. His mission is to simply lighten a fellow traveler's load, sometimes with a stress relief technique, sometimes with a story, and sometimes just by silently hanging out. Roberto has worked with top cybersecurity professionals, elite athletes, and moms. Sometimes he trains people in breathing, body, or mind techniques to realize their true potential. In this episode, we discussed how to utilize the power of breath and stillness to regain your center. Why instead of constantly reading about the world news, it is useful to shrink your view into the micro. What is right in front of you in this moment? What role does fear play in a man's life? Why ancient philosophies are gaining popularity? And what does it mean to shift from scarcity to abundance? And how can we best make this pivot? This and so much more, but without further ado, Roberto Hartman. All right, Rising Man family, here we go. Another great conversation with another fabulous man here. Coming in live from Mexico, my man, Roberto Hartman. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, Jetty. It's uh, it's great to connect with you and the audience, especially during this action-packed time. Yes. Yeah. At the, at the time of this recording right now, we are, well, at least I am here in California a week into statewide lockdown and it seems like every few hours we're hearing about another state another country that's going into these lockdown measures and causing a lot of ripples in a lot of different sectors of life but the one that we're most interested in talking about today is our fear response and and what's triggered by that so before we get into anything more of getting to know you and your background and what you have for us today i know you wanted to lead us on a little exercise so that we could all just drop in for this message here awesome yeah so everybody, let's, let's together do a little bit of a breathing exercise. Breathing exercises are used by yogis dating back thousands of years ago, kung fu artists, snipers, and they're really helpful in these moments where we need to bring the body and mind back to center and back to relaxation. And we're going to use a simple one. Let's do it together. 
Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. Fill up, fill up, fill up. Add a little more. And then a very slow exhale through the mouth. Notice how things get slower and calmer. Let's take another deep inhale through the nose. Add a little more. And a very long, slow exhale through the mouth. You may notice things getting calmer and kind of heavier. And just one more. Let's do a deep inhale through the nose. Add a little more. And a long, slow exhale through the mouth. And just for a moment, observe the shifts in the body. Maybe just a tiny bit more relaxed. Maybe a tiny bit more grounded. And maybe the mind slows down just a little bit. And then open your eyes if they were closed. And become aware of everything that you hear around us. Cool. How was that for you, Jetty? It was really nice, man. You know, to be honest, I've done a lot of different breath work and breathing exercises and workshops over the years. And it's funny, in the in the moments where I need breath the most, uh, it's it's still easy for me to forget. I don't know if you had mm-hmm. if you could mm-hmm. explain some of the neurophysiology of that, but I, I do find that even just those simple three breaths that we did. It doesn't have to be this. You don't have to take like a six month certification course to, to know how to <laughs> how to use your breath yeah. as a tool to facilitate your energy. So I noticed I noticed internally that it just really sunk me down exactly how you said subtle mm-hmm. in subtle ways, but it gave me a, a whole different context to enter this conversation with. Awesome. Yeah, I've been teaching breathing stuff for for ten years, and I too have those moments where I'm like, oh man, you know, it was a couple of moments ago that I needed to use that breathing technique. So it's both, you know, finding myself forgetting, you know, these things or or not being mindful. And then I also find myself on the flip side, I'll notice that my body will automatically start to do these things. And it's less of a conscious practice because you know, we work with the mind and it goes into the subconscious and that's where the magic happens. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing that for all of us. I think it sets a good tone for this conversation we're going to have, because like we said in the introduction, we're, we're smack in the middle of one of the most uncertain times that we've experienced as an international community ever, aside from the last pandemic we had over a century ago, really, there's nobody alive who's witnessed anything quite like this, especially with as large of a global population as we have. So needless yeah. to say, I'm sure just like myself, you're you're seeing the rampant fear that is running through our society right now. And there's a special opportunity for us as men to recognize how we can be of service in these times, even when we ourselves are experiencing doubts and fears and uncertainties. Yeah, exactly. It's like... You know, the entire consciousness 
has shifted recently. And it's bringing, you know, for those of us who have been practicing uh, personal leadership and mindfulness and, and how to be a better man, this is like the freaking dojo. I mean, I was telling a, a meditator friend of mine, for a meditator, this is, you know, the monkey mind. It's like we've shot up all of our monkey minds you know, and, and giving them steroids, so <laughs> steroids and chocolate chip cookies. So they're, you know, the mind is like racing off into all of these different directions. Right. And then, and then, you know, even if we've done a lot of work, we feel shame, mm. you know, this shame, like, oh, well, I should have this mastered. <laughs> I've been doing men's work for 10 years or whatever. And, you know, I love, you know, just kind of observing these, these different stories that are playing out, both in the outside world and in my own, you know, I have a whole party inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And I, I could admit to exactly what you said right there. In fact, maybe for the purposes of this segment, you can think of me as exhibit A, because I've had yeah. many of those internal voices myself. I'm not experiencing fear currently as... Am I going to be okay? Is my family going to be okay? I really believe that we will survive at least on like, you know, yeah. we're upright vertical with a pulse. But the fear yeah. for me comes up with what am I going to do with myself? What am I going to do with the future as it is from, from here yeah. on out? And yeah. you know, the economy and, and what will other people do? And so that, so that's, it's exactly, it goes right from there to the shame. Like you said, I go right into, man, I should have this mastered. I should, I'm better than this. I could be better than this. I've had moments in my life yeah. where I've been better than this. And yet it feels very authentic to just experience that and be like, wow, I still got some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it could be that you have work to do, or it could be that, that no, that that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we may be mislabeling some of the things that we're experiencing. Like, like I notice myself experiencing a whole lot of anxiety, but I also exp experience myself feeling a whole lot of excitement. Mm. You know, I came up with this metaphor in a meditation that I was doing that maybe what's happening right now is that our consciousness or our world or our economic system, or our health system is going through a transformation. Mm. Maybe the world is birthing the next level. And there's a lot of people in the, in the leadership movements and, and stuff like this that have wanted the vibe on the planet to raise. Mm. And maybe this birthing process is going to bring all of that anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I got another kid in the house. How am I going to feed it? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what is this kid going to do when he grows up? Is he going to be another Albert Einstein or Nikola Tesla or a John Kennedy? The world is, is, is giving birth to something next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's and that's also scary because we don't know what next level. I mean, is is it going to go dystopian? You know, we're getting beamed all these rays and the drones and the AI. <laughs> um, you know that we're going to have to serve or has is humanity done with the present state of things and we're going to go next level in a better way and go quantum, you know. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a great question to, to sit with and be with because 
there's nobody on this planet right now that can give an answer to that. And it's, there's so much that I'm looking on social media. A lot of the content that people are still putting out there is it's all speculative and all of it is worthy of consideration because there's so much uncertainty right now. But I like what you said before. And something reminds me of something I heard yesterday. I was listening to one of Joe Rogan's podcasts and he was interviewing one of the Navy SEAL guys. And the guy was talking about how he gets through hell week and how he gets through the buds program. And for those of you guys who don't know, the Navy SEALs training is, is a whole nother level. You know, we're talking, we're talking next level. They really mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually try to break you so that you are prepared for the most dire circumstances. And Jetty, we can't leave out the other programs because MARSOC, you know, Marine Special Operations, Air Force, mm-hmm. Army, you know, they all have these like really trying times just to um, be kind to some of my buddies that, are, that I know. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm only referencing what I know. So thank you for acknowledging them as well. Yeah. I mean, and it's not just armed forces either. There's, there's, there's plenty of opportunities to get this level, to get training like this that will bring you to a whole nother edge that's, that's out there. Mm. But anyway, this guy was saying that the way that he learned to survive that and other experience in his life is to make his world really small mm. and to, to instead of getting caught up in the big picture perspective of it, because that's the tempting thing to do. Turn on the news. You know exactly what's going on in China. You know what's going on in the government. You know what's going on in New York City when you're in a whole different region of the world. But to make your world really small so that we can focus on what's in front of us and also not just what's in front of you right now, but what's in front of you for the next six hours. Not thinking too far ahead down the road. No, don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about next week, next month, next year. Don't think about your 401k right now. What is right in front of you right now as a way for coping with this? Dude, I, I love that technique. One of the things that I do is that I say that everything outside of that window is fantasy. Uh You know, it's, it's not real. And fantasy actually comes from the word phantom, you know? Mm. So I think a lot, a lot of what used to get in my way was all this phantom thinking, <laughs> you know, that would get me outside of my zone of influence. You know, I can't do anything if Trump has problems with China. So let me go back to my little, you know, shack here in Mexico next to a rooster farm <laughs> that I freaking love. I mean, I, I'm so like way off grid. It's kind of silly. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah bring it down just to this space and time. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, let's, let's do this. Cause we already kind of introduced this topic, the context about fear and that we're going to be go- diving a little deeper into it. Let me, let me go all the way back to the beginning and ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on the show. And that is what is the difference between a boy and a man? A boy is immature and, and is insane. I think insane would be the best way to put it. And insanity is allowed when you're, when you're a boy. You can, you can try, you can learn to walk, you can make mistakes over and over again and not learn from them. But a man shows up and he learns from the past and he releases the past and he just marches forward. He, he stands his ground or he marches forward. He doesn't let anything get in the way. Mm. So I, I like this idea of sanity as a distinction between boyhood and manhood. I haven't heard that one yet. And I don't know, we've done 120 interviews now. So I'm interested because there are, there are moments as adults or, and, you know, later on in our lives where we might lose our sanity or have moments yeah. of insanity. 
So how does, yeah. how does that play in with your definition of manhood? It's not something to be ashamed of. I mean, I have parts of myself that are still boy-like because I keep you know, repeating the same silly insanity. And that's fine. And I recognize, hey, in that department, unfortunately, I have a boy running it and I need a man to show up and, and be an executive, not, not play on the factory room floor. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fine. And there's a lot of man-boy going on in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's greater numbers that are aware of it. And, and if we can reduce the stigma or the path to becoming more man, our society will do quite well. Yeah, I agree, man. And, well, that, and that really fits in with the underlying message of what we're doing here is that there have been so many boys who have continued on with their boyhood and their boy behaviors in the bodies of of men and mature bodies. We'll call them mature physical bodies, but without a mature psychology or a mature emotional state. And so, you know, without going too deeply into that, let's let's spin it back to this conversation we're having around fear and the role yeah. that fear plays. What What is the role of fear in a man's life? A fear is a great thing. It's, you know, both fear and anger, which which men sometimes, you know, don't learn how to process very effectively are highly effective. If you don't let it, uh, we talked a little bit before about emotional constipation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not processing and digesting your emotions, you, you got some some congestion going on or some some emotional constipation. And then some some silly little incident pops up. And rather than, you know, if you would have had a clean emotional track, you would have just processed it and been like, yeah, no, no problem. Mm. But something triggers, you know, a pile of emotional poop in your body <laughs> and then and then you fling it at them or you fling it at yourself. It's, it's not constructive. You know, so a bunch of man boys are walking around and, and there's stuff about me. You know, it's not like I'm saying like I'm the perfect, you know, man. Right. No, I got, I got my man boy parts and, and I'm working on them. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, hopefully every, everybody's out there, you know, working on their man boy parts. Yeah. And I'm glad that you talked about fear and anger as useful energies. It's something that I've spoken a lot about is the universal currency on this planet is energy. And every single emotion has an energy to it. For me, when I experience anger, oftentimes it's a very high energy. There's, it's like it's like a very extreme. If it's like if it was currency, it's like a hundred dollar bill, you know, anger at times. Yeah. Whereas something a little more yeah. mellow, like joy or delight, is 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 a little more of a low key energy. So anger and fear, though, can be very extremes, and it's it's about how we leverage that currency where we where we deposit that currency or do we just let it spill out of our hands and fall all over the floor yeah so yeah so what are your thoughts on how we can i don't know if the word is manipulate or maneuver our energy from anger and fear into something constructive well i think you know the the, the first thing that comes to mind is some of us have been given ha, have been given anger and fear by other people or anger thoughts or fear thoughts from other or shame. Shame is another big, you know, big one. And and we've essentially imbibed these, you know, fear thoughts or anger thoughts or or stuff like that. Like the world must work like this, period. Otherwise, you know, you should feel fear or 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is like giving back, you know, that from maybe it was our 
parents or maybe it was, you know, society as a whole. Mm. And then the other ones look at them like, what? Like go way into that pain or that anger. And what is it really about Mm. power there to tap? I mean, we tap into anger and you find, find like an oil reserve, you know, like there's a lot of energy that can be used to blow things up or to launch a rocket or to just live on purpose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Especially the, the anger. I'm still, I feel like I'm still learning. Well, I'm learning a lot about my fear and anger all the time. <laughs> let me, let me, let me pause for what I was about to say. Cause I, I'm just like you, those are definitely parts of me. that are still departments where my boy grabs the controls when I'm not paying attention. And I'm still learning a lot about how to leverage my anger and my fear into something that's productive and useful. Instinctually, my anger is a yeah. really useful resource when I want to go and, and use my physical body a lot. So if I can, yeah. if I can do it safely without hurting myself, cause it's one thing to be in a rage, kind of that berserker mode where I just want to like crush and destroy, but be kind of taking it down a little bit and putting some of that energy into chopping wood or, you know, going and moving some heavy things or exercise really exercise yeah. is, is a pure yeah. form for that of that for me. But the fear seems to be a tricky one for me. I, I find myself processing fear a lot and talking yeah. about it. And that helps to mitigate the energy. But aside from those circumstances where I'm literally on the edge, like if you're about to cliff jump and I can feel that fear yeah. and then I can transmute that fear right into action by jumping off the edge and then experiencing yeah. excitement and exhilaration and then, you know, fulfillment in on the other side of conquering that fear. I find it a little yeah. bit hard for me to do that day to day, especially with stuff like right now, what we're going through. Yeah. I, you know, I would say that when we're dealing with a highly overwhelming emotion, the first thing that we need to go into action on is doing something healthy for ourselves, like getting on the phone and talking with someone that is capable of, of holding space for you and just connecting. You know, I have moments where I'm going through my own personal insanity. <laughs> and I learned in a, in a program, you need to get on the phone and talk to someone. And guess what? I've had moments of my life where I'm talking with someone who's far worse off than I am. Mm. You know, I'm lucky to have a roof over my head and, and some food to put in my belly. But at moments I've called, there was a homeless guy in this leadership group and a crackhead. He was a homeless crackhead. And I would be feeling intense fear or anger. And I'd get on the phone and I'd talk to that guy. And guess what? He would help me out a lot <laughs> because he wasn't dealing with my insane brain. Right. You see? Uh, yeah. And so just that human connection can be good. Or, you know, another one I like to do is, is the breathing technique. Mm -hmm. You know, just take a couple of breaths and postpone it. We don't have to figure out all this stuff. Yes. You know, I think it's helpful, you know, to do an inventory and to go back, you know, and see what are the feelings that you keep feeling over and over again. The word for that is resentment. You know, if we can take that inventory and release those resentments, then we, we release a log jam that's causing emotional constipation. Hmm. I love that, man. I love that that you said that the first step is do something healthy for yourself because that really 
it really makes available a lot of different choices, a lot of different options. So sometimes, like you said, if, if it, one of the first things I usually do, if I am experiencing fear like that is pick up the phone. Cause I've had moments where yeah. I'm in it. I'm like on the verge of breakdown and I'll call one of my guys and it's, it's to the point where I spent so much time with my men's team where I'll call one of my guys. He won't even answer the phone. It'll go to his voicemail and I'll just hear his voice say, you know, this is so-and-so, I'm not available, leave your name and number, blah, blah, blah. And by the end of hearing yeah. his voicemail message, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that guy yeah. who I remember when he was going through, the, oh yeah, I'm okay. Just hearing his voice, it triggers yeah. that relief for me. And that was really interesting that it's something, it can be something so simple that it just gets me outside of myself for a moment. Sometimes it's exercise. Sometimes it's going for a walk. Sometimes it's right. It can, so it, I like that you said, do something healthy for yourself because it can be a lot of different things. If I could say this, you know, when we're maturing as men and becoming better leaders in our community, we're not alone doing this process. There are other men out there doing mm -hmm. it in their way. Mm -hmm. And imagine if we all met up in a forest and, you know, one of those four by fouring forests, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody's got their four by four. A few people have their winch and we're all just kind of out there playing and you're going to get stuck in the mud. I mean, that's part of the excitement. And <laughs> you just call over to your buddy, Sam. And you're like, Sam, dude, I, I got stuck in the mud, man. I had this, you know, resentment that came up. You know, I, I just, can you, can you lend me a line or a thought, you know, to help me break out of, of what's going on? There's no shame in that. Right. You know, we wouldn't, if we were all out four by four and we wouldn't say, Hey, Roberto, you're an idiot for not having your own, you know, winch to get out. No, sure. I'll help you out, man. No problem. <laughs> so, so what is it then? Cause that's, that's a brilliant point. What makes it so big? Is it the stakes that we believe? Is it the machismo of, of society that we have to have it all figured out? What, what is it that makes these ordinary fears seem so large? I think the planet has not been properly educated on the mind-body mm. for thousands of years. Hmm. And that's why a lot of us have turned to things like Kung Fu, Chinese wisdom, what did Sun Tzu think? Aristotle, Plato, what did the Stoics think? You know, because we're, we're living in this modern world that's a little bit distorted, you know, mm -hmm. a lot distorted. Mm -hmm. And we're looking around and we're like, wait a second, something doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I felt like I was the one that didn't fit because I couldn't, I couldn't get why the world was, was operating like this. And so, you know, as a chain reaction, I operated like that. But then I found men's leadership and I began that thing. So getting back to the point, why, why are these things so huge? Well, someone hasn't transmitted the instruction manual of being a human. <laughs> or maybe it has, but the telephone game has prevented it from being really real, but working really well. But it's out there and we each find our own way to become whole and to continue evolving mm. without shame. Like one of my teachers, a yogi from India, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, he says, we move from one perfection to the next perfection. <laughs> so there's no shame about the mistakes or research and learning, you know, that we've done in the, in the past. It all leads to this moment. And we, we just do our best in this moment. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with competitiveness too. Because I like to use the animal kingdom and the natural world as a reference point, and for for a lot of our at least base level impulses and instincts, you know the the instincts to be better than someone else because of this whole concept of survival of the fittest. The counterpart to that is that we're not exactly like every other animal out there. We have hi- more highly developed emotion, emotional yeah. capacities, and empathy, and we have a larger brain than just about any other animal on the planet. So we have the ability to go beyond just animal instincts, beyond that reptilian mind, even beyond the, the base level mammalian mind, and do more with it, and be and be social beings, and be social networkers, and collaborators, and creators, so that that competition we have that because I, I think this is what it's related to is that if i'm not better than somebody else then i'm dead there's like that underlying belief or fear whereas if we yeah. can get together and re- identify well i'm better than you at this so i'll do take care of this part can you help me with this that's what's available to us but I, it seems like we haven't evolved into that yet or haven't really accepted it yet well i think we're i think we're getting there i think it's going to be a messy process and anytime you know there's a saying, compare and despair. Mm. Um, like as soon as yeah. you compare, you, you despair. And I, you know, people are, are acting highly, there's a, there's a good part of competition. It's not like it's bad. It's, it's great. I mean, the Olympic Games, hundreds of years, thousands of years that they've been playing this thing. Competition is great when it's, when it's mutually beneficial, when it benefits you and the, and the person that you're up against. Or right. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of scarcity-mindedness, mm-hmm. which is total BS. You know, we, were, we, we seem to be, you know, the last couple of decades have been all this zero-sum game. Like there's this limited amount of, you know, the world and, and we have to be really careful. The world is, the world keeps delivering and we need to take care of the, the world, no doubt. Mm. But there's, there's a lot more abundance than, than people really see. And that includes the, themselves. Like I don't fully recognize my power as a, mm. as a human. Let's talk about that for a second. This yeah. this scarcity mindset cuz everybody loves to talk about scarcity mindset and then they like to give the solution and that's abundance mindset. And to me it's an oversimplification. I think and in fact I think a lot of people and myself included have a lot of trouble with that cuz it's like okay sure that it's it's very abstract to just start thinking abundantly when I also know yeah. that I genuinely believe that the earth is abundant and I still have my own human journey with with scarcity especially f- coming from the family and upbringing that I did. So, yeah. maybe you could paint this in a little bit of a different picture, you know, where we can lo- actually look at scarcity and what it represents and what we could do with it. Sure. So, right at this moment, the earth is traveling at 400 some odd thousand miles per hour around the center of the galaxy. And it's not crashing into shit. Hmm. And the sun comes up every day and every breath that you've needed to take since you were born was provided to you. Every grain of rice magically appeared into your mouth. And it just happens that there's exactly the right amount of gravity where you're sitting or standing to keep you upright. While the Earth is traveling at 450,000 miles around the center of the galaxy, and there isn't too much gravity that all of a sudden it's like we're in the middle of this interview, 
And, you know, there's too much gravity in Mexico and I'm splat down on the floor, you know. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a totally different perspective because if we appreciate so many perspectives that we can take on something, um, it, it, it opens up the mind to a lot more possibility. And, and the mind is meant to float freely. It's not meant to get stuck on a thorn bush, you know. I like, I like that. that. How was how that? That was a little out there. Well, right? it, it's out there a little bit. But funny enough, my mind went to the foundations of religion and spirituality, the, the sense of the higher power. There must be something greater at play than just me to make all of this work. Because if you do reflect on the conditions necessary for there even to be life on this planet, then it would certainly support the argument that the universe is very deliberate and intentional. Yeah. And so if I'm here, yeah. if I'm waking up every day and I'm still here, then there must be some plan for me to be here. Even if it's just to exchange air yeah. and gases with the trees and the plants, then, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to keep taking care of me if it wants me to be here. So I, I, it's interesting because I've never actually traced it back to that concept because that's where I hear everybody kind of taking a shortcut to is everything happens for a reason and everyone's here for a purpose but and you brought up a really good point and you left out that the universe is making is is actually helping direct right now you to live your mission mm. you're talking to some some dude in in mexico it's like you know through the internet you know and we're choosing to turn off a whole bunch of stuff you know, that could be happening or scrolling through Instagram to have like an awesome, meaningful conversation, which serves both. It serves me. It serves, it, it may serve you and it may serve some, some of the guys and, and maybe girls that are listening to the stream. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, and so in my best days, that's where I go is I go, ah, oh, well, I'm just continuing to be directed by the universe and yeah. the, the universe has got my back and spirits on my side. My ancestors are walking with me. And that to me has been the greatest value of the prayer community and spending more time in the native American church is that there's so there's generations of people and traditions that are anchored in that level of trust. Yeah. That intangible, abstract, invisible, force that is guiding a people and we connect to that force through prayer and yeah i didn't really get it when i was a kid because i grew up christian and catholic and i was praying to this guy on a cross that i had no relationship with and they kept telling me to get to know christ and i was like ah, you know it, it just wasn't my way but as soon as i stepped yeah. outside and i saw oh the trees i can be grateful for those trees that are giving me oxygen for my body right now that are receiving back from me and i could be grateful for this water right here it all kind of made sense. And then I recognized how some people have been able to sustain that for so long because that continuation of trust and, and mm -hmm. that context for living that it's out of my hands and I will just be an instrument of this larger thing made it really simple. Mm -hmm. It made it really simple. Yeah. And there are days exactly like you mentioned, there are days where it's like you, the Kung Fu is good. Or if you were in the boxing ring, it was like, damn, that was a good day of boxing. Yeah. You know, and, and as we develop as men, we're going to have those days where we're going to be like, man, that was great. I, I'm going to raise the volume on that. And there are going to be the other days where it was like, man, I just did not show up as a man. <laughs> and I'm going to recognize that. I'm going to take that into account. 
I got to go emotionally take a dump in the toilet or with whatever practice you do, you, you go home and you're like, yeah, I didn't show up as man today. Mm. You know, I don't need to figure it all out. You know, why was that? And take a, take a dump and then pick through the stool of the, the emotions that were involved. And was it my mom? <laughs> you know, it could have been, it could have been triggering something from there. Was it my dad? Maybe it was from a past life, you know, all this stuff. No, just find your own personal way to discharge that energy and, and have no shame attached to the process of learning. Man, whatever combination of words and vibrational air that we just hit, it's, it's hitting me with a really big insight, man. So I want to share it with you right now because this whole, this whole theme of fear is, like we said in the beginning, is, is not unique. It's not something, it's something that we're all experiencing. And in my development, in my growth, I've really found the value and benefit of having a clear purpose, a clear reason. Uh, and I equate it symbolically to a mountaintop. I, I know the mountaintop. I know what it looks like at the top of the mountain where I'm heading. I've seen mm -hmm. it in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. I can even visualize the peak of a mountain that is so far off in the distance that I, I, I'm nowhere near it yet. And I know what that looks mm -hmm. like in a very in a very real way from day to day, it's, it's doing this work. It's being a part of this conversation about manhood and masculinity and supporting this generation of men being who our people need them to be. And then from day mm -hmm. to day though, it, it, it gets, it gets unclear. And, and I have to have these yeah. deliberate intentional moments where I check back in with that vision. So if I was really hiking a mountain, if I was hiking Mount Everest, you don't get to the top of Mount Everest by staring at the peak the whole time. No, I'll right. check in with the peak and I'll see it. And I'll say, it's still there. That's where I'm headed. I'm getting there. But then I look down at my feet and I see what are the next 10 feet of, of ground look like in front of me. Cause if I was just looking at the mountaintop all the time, I'd walk straight off a sheer cliff at some point yeah, or right into a tree or something or into the person who's right in front of me. So there's something about that, being able to that, check in with the big picture, but then get right back to what's right in front of me that helps, that makes it all happen, makes it all possible. I think you said that, that amazing. And, you know, some of the, some of the other leaders that I, that I like, male leaders talk about that. Like, for example, Ray Dalio, mm -hmm. he's a, he's a great mind on investing and how does money work and stuff like that. And he says, to all of his employees, that's what you need to do. You need to pick your peak and then you need to go and then you need to go pick more peaks. Hmm. Like let's say you have one, what's the next one? And the next one. And then in a relaxed and confident fashion, just move towards them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's exactly it, man. Cause from one day to the next, uh, for example, right now, I don't I, I had I had a plan. I had a plan for what I was going to do with my work and with Rising mm -hmm. Man and how I was going to support men in 2020. Yeah. And it's completely yeah. flipped on its backside right now. When I, at least at first glance, because I, you know, when I take a step back, I realize, oh, I'm still having conversations with extraordinary men like yourself. And I'm still putting yeah. myself out there and making myself available for men who need me right now. So it's not really all that different, but the mechanics of it shifted slightly because of the circumstances. Exactly. You know, sometimes if I'm climbing Mount Everest, a blizzard's going to roll through that I didn't see on the forecast and I'm going to have to figure out how to navigate that. But yeah. it's it's not getting caught up or too attached to the agenda or the plan because yeah. that gives that gives my fear body reason to believe all the bullshit that I've said to myself in my head. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's kind of like we are now in a storm. And, you know, we're all as men on our boats and we're like, 
wow, we've never seen wind like this. Mm. And, you know, one of the, the um, archetypes, like a, a true persona that I really admire is a sea captain. Like some of those all old, really salty sea captains where you can look into their eyes and you're, you're like, man, that dude has been from, through some turbulence. And you can see his like confident humility. And, you know, we're all going to have some of that confident humility once we make it through this. Mm-hmm. True. It's coming. Yeah. Now, now the, the other thing, the other thing that, you know, comes to mind is like, what do you do on those days where you're totally, you know, you feel like you've been hit by a two by four <laughs> energetically, which is how I've felt also, you know, these past few days. My plan, I was supposed to be in LA with one of my shaman teachers. And I decided, no, I don't know what's going down. I'm going to hold up here. And I felt a huge waves of anxiety. And then it started transforming into excitement. And so there's three things that you can focus on if you feel like you've been hit by a two by four. Number one is to breathe. Breathing is the most important action of our life, and we need to make that a priority. Now, I don't mean any kind of crazy breaths. You don't have to do Wim Hof. I I teach Wim Hof, and I like it. You don't have to do that continuously. Mm -hmm. You You may just need to do slow, small, relaxing breaths. Mm. Um, By the way, you can remember this with BTW, breathe, toilet, water. Hmm. Second is, if you, if you don't know what to do, you've already done some breathing, go to the toilet, use a facility if you need to, and splash some cold water on your face. Or even better, you can stick your face in a bowl of ice water. Um, don't breathe in the ice water. <laughs> and and feel, just feel the sensations for a little while. It's a neuro, neurophysiological reset of the body that slows the heart rate, it slows the brain waves. And that's how seals, when they go into dive, they can use less oxygen because their face hits the water and it triggers mammalian diving reflex. Anyway, that's a whole bunch of nerdy stuff. Uh Throwing ice water on your face totally works. And the last one is drink a glass of water. You know, I realized I haven't been drinking enough water. If the body is dehydrated, then the body is going to feel like it's in a desert. Basically, if you're not drinking water, breathing, and going to the toilet, then your priorities are all fucked up. And, and that happens to mm-hmm. me too. Mm-hmm. I like that, BTW. And, and also, when you're in the toilet, by the way, if you feel like you need to discharge a, a nice turd to clear your energetic space too, I'm sure that, that's helpful. That's where, that's where I was expecting you to go. <laughs> you yes, to like clear, exactly. V- vacate your faculties if you need to clear some energetic space and then <laughs> carry on. Yeah. It, you know, if this, if this thing carries on, you know, much longer with the whole like pandemic situation, either we're going to have a lot of babies in December <laughs> well, we're going to have a lot of divorces oncoming. So at the moment where you feel like you're about to, to, to uh, say a breakup inducing thing, no, remember Roberto and take your happy ass to the bathroom yeah. and discharge the emotional turd in the proper receptacle or call your buddy and be like, I want to rip her face off. 
Okay, don't do that, man. Like, you know, just anyway. (laughs) No, and I I 100% agree with you, man. I've heard a few of people talk about, you know, how many babies there's going to be and how many divorces there's going to be from, from couples that have had to be shut in together and and navigate this, this challenge. But that's a conversation for another time, man. I'm glad that you gave us a tool that will work in that circumstance and and in many others in, in dealing with fear. Cause it obviously when we do come out of this period of time and into another, the one thing that's going to be guaranteed is that there will be things to be afraid of and things to respond to. So, um, I really appreciate everything that you shared today, man. This is a really valuable conversation. I'm, personally, I'm walking out of this feeling feeling lighter. You know, going all the way back to that first breath that you had me do, mm. it really it really set the tone. I, for, I forgot about a lot of stuff that was bothering me. That's another. I think it's another good indication of fear leaving is it's not it's not present after you spend some time doing things to take care of yourself. It's like, huh. Is that fear still there now? Yeah. Is it after I go when I'm when I'm afraid and I go and exercise and I check back in with myself, the thing that stuck around is the thing that actually needed my attention. But if I go and I like do like you said, discharge that emotional shit and then come back and it's not really there anymore, then it really wasn't worth my energy. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But just a little bit of time passes and things change. Yeah. They always do. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, listen, as we as we start to circle up and wrap this up here, is there anything else you want to say before I have a few lightning round questions for you? A, I'm really grateful to be on on the show today. You know, admit everything that's that's going on. I appreciate the service that you're doing to the community. And I have faith that when we're boxed into a corner, we're gonna come out and do some really creative things. Yes. And I have faith that, you know, the earth is gonna keep you know, moving around the universe just as it needs to. And the more that I align with my true self, the more I can show up as a, as a lighthouse, as, as a, a man among men helping make the world a better place. Hmm. Beautiful. And man. yeah, let's do questions. And, and then at the end, let's all breathe out together. Cool. All right. Let me hit you lightning style then. What is one thing you've learned in your life you wish you knew when you were 18? Keep my pants on. <laughs> Right on. I like that. <laughs> you know, like, like conscious, be real conscious about what I get into, you know, in any situation, but especially with other people. Right on. And what do you think is the most important value to have as a man? Curiosity. I like that one. I think you're the first person to ever say curiosity and I love curiosity. Okay, man. And before we do this last breath, how can the good people out there follow you, find you, get involved in the work that you're doing in the world? Where do you want to send everybody? Yeah. First off, if anybody needs to chat with somebody, feel free to hit me up on robertohartman.com. You can drop me an email or uh, you can download my book, hacking your nervous system. I made it available for free and I, I love questions. So I'll give out bonus points for any interesting questions that, that folks come up with about fear, neurophysiology, and, and that sort of stuff. Awesome, man. RobertoHartman.com. Okay. Well, then I will give it over to you. Let me just, before you lead us in this final breath, because that's how we'll lead out. Thank you for taking this time, man. Thank you for everything that you shared. Thank you for choosing to be here and bring your wisdom because I agree. I think this was the perfect time to have this conversation and I got a lot out of it and it was great to connect with you in a deeper way, man. I feel so much gratitude to you and and everybody that's listening. And I feel a lot of gratitude to the universe. The universe and its intricate kind of like sometimes funky way of operating. 
And with that, let's, let's all take three breaths. I'll guide it again. This is parachute breath from the book, Hacking Your Nervous System. Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. Add a little more. Slow exhale through the mouth. Calmer and heavier. If you're driving, don't do this. Take a deep inhale through the nose. Add a little more. And a long, slow exhale. One more deep breath in. Add a little more. And a long, slow exhale. And now just relax. If you want to, just go take a nap. There's nowhere to go. Nothing to do. All is going to be okay. Thanks. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> Beautiful, brother. That was, that was amazing, man. I thought that this was such a timely conversation for us to have, especially given the state of the world that we're in right now with the coronavirus pandemic sweeping through the countries and sweeping through worldwide. And beyond that, just the beliefs, the fear systems that are being put into play. It was really refreshing to have this conversation with Roberto. And I find that in this conversation and other conversations I have with men who are grounded, who are connected to their purpose and who are able to make their world really small and not get so caught up in the big picture and things that are beyond our control are the ones who are able to stay grounded, who are able to stay solid and strong in times of uncertainty and grief. So I hope that that message translated for all of you out there. I hope that you got a lot from this conversation. Please go check out the amazing work that Roberto is doing and support the work that he's putting out into the world. Also, make sure you guys get involved with The Rising Man in a bigger way. Head over to risingman.org to check out all the other Rising Man podcast episodes we have and our virtual men's circles, the Rising Man fire circles, as well as our men's initiation, including our Compass four-day men's fast that we will be launching another group out in the fall, depending on how all of this corona stuff plays out. But we'll be getting out there one way or another. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to us on the podcast app of your preference, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to Rising Man, please hit that like, follow, love, subscribe button, whichever option they give you, and leave some comments and some reviews so that other people who are considering listening to The Rising Man will find their way to it. As always, please check us out on Instagram at Rising Man Movement, and also please go subscribe to our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Rising Man Movement. I guess it's not that new anymore. We're already into April here, but we've been launching these videos for our Monday morning meditation. So you guys can go check out that content and get a little more Rising Man dose in your life. So youtube.com slash the Rising Man movement. Big ups to my power team, Rowan, Sean, Julian, Ryan, and Mark holding it down heavy, even in this time of global crisis and craze. I love you guys and appreciate you guys so much. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.